Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great day, night, everything. Um, it's crazy to think it's the end of January already, um, but today I am here with Sujo and Ria to discuss everything about men's mental health, which I personally think isn't spoken about enough. And before we jump into it, did you guys want to introduce yourselves? Oh uh, yeah, I'll let Ria go first. Um, Hi guys, I'm Ria. I'm a pre-med student at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and I'm excited to be here today. Uh, hey, my name is Sejoy. Um, I'm a senior at the Middlesex County Academy of Allied Health and Biomedical Sciences in New Jersey. Very cool. Thanks, guys. Um, so, like, kind of like starting this whole like discussion off on men's mental health. Like, how would you describe people's attitudes towards it in general? Um, like kind of an, how does that differ from attitudes towards men's mental health? All right, so do you wanna go first? All right, um, I mean, when answering this question, I feel like uh, it's important to recognize that there isn't just a direct answer to this, mm -hmm. uh, as much as we can wish that everybody took into account the mental health of others on a daily basis, that's simply not the case, like even um, separate from gender. Uh, on top of that, people's attitude towards mental health typically differs depending on the individual it is that they're dealing with and to truly understand what I'm trying to say I guess is to phrase it as a question um well questions like is it is someone inclined to care about the mental health of a stranger the same way that they do someone they love and does someone still factor in the mental health of people they dislike when engaging in arguments with them and overall <clears throat> I do believe that deep down everybody does understand that mental illness is a rising issue and mental health is an aspect of well-being that should be treated seriously because I think that it's important to always find the good in people. Um, however, as I said, it does depend on the individual. And so when it comes to mental health, I do think that people don't view it as seriously. And there are numerous reasons to fault for that, um, which we'll obviously go into in regards to societal projections uh, from both men and women, yeah. Yeah, I feel like society considers it like a half glass full, half glass empty approach. Like it's full for the women, but empty for men. And I mean this in terms of support, at least it's been like this since <laughs> as long as we can remember. It still is pretty hard for men to open up about their emotions and thoughts because that expectation is still there for them to be masculine. But I do see an improvement with men advocating for themselves, as Sujo was saying. I mean, it could be way better, but at least we're on a path, you know? And the patriarchy is harmful to not only women, but men. And I wish more people understood that. And a good chunk of people in this world still believe that men should always have a control of their emotions because if they were to show any type of feeling, they're labeled as a girl. And I see women like on their Instagram stories advocating for men's mental health, which I'm totally for because this is the direction we should have been leading this entire time. I just wish more people were on about this the way we advocate for women's mental health i completely agree with that i feel like like when coming to it it's not spoken about enough and it's like that whole like expectation that men ha like have to be strong because and also like regarding that like i feel like people like when it comes to self-care especially view it like oh like as a female thing almost they're like like taking like bubble baths or doing anything like that and there's that like whole stereotype of how like self-care is kind of like a girl's only thing when like self-care can like be something super small like and just the fact that people don't recognize it's for everyone and everybody really needs to be taking care of themselves and like 
kind of going into that, I know we like somewhat discussed it just now, but society teaches us that men are generally stronger from like traditionally being viewed as the head of the family. I know you guys brought that up, but like, do you think that there's a stigma? I guess we kind of answered this, our idea in society that more people, more women suffer with mental health issues. Like what trend do you see in the stereotypes regarding mental health and gender? I don't believe that women suffer with their mental health more than men. I definitely believe that women are healthier when it comes to it because they're more prone to openly crying and talking out whatever is clouding their mind versus men who may go through traumatic experiences but stay low about it solely because they're a male and they're suggested to stay quiet. Like majority of my guy friends, I'm sure they've gone through something, but because they're expected to not speak, I feel like I don't know everything that they've gone through. I don't think it's right to compare whose mental health is worse because that's minimizing and we will never solve the problem that way. In regards to trends though, I see magazines, TV shows, films, TikToks that are full of negative gender stereotypes. When it comes to men, there's many TikToks mentioning body dysmorphia and people seem to have little to no empathy for them versus if it was for a woman, her comments would be filled with the most positive things ever. And in movies and shows, the actor is usually always some built model looking figure, which I know gets a man thinking about his own physical appearance or that other trend back when Vinnie Hacker was trending for a solid two weeks. There were many videos made by other dudes saying they want to look like him, be like him, and they were super self-conscious. Social media is a killer to women. Yes, we talk about that a lot, but we don't talk about it enough that it's also a killer for men and their minds because its purpose for us is to reconstruct ourselves until we feel validated. But it's all fake. These men take steroids. Even actors wear makeup to look pretty. Certain clothes accentuate their features. It's all a lie. I mean, just to add on to what Rhea said, um, one of the things that I think what's also important to make you understand, like, I mean, I know she was talking about um, uh, the Instagram stories earlier and advocating for that. Um, one thing that I truly came to realize, especially in the past like year or two, I guess, uh, things are a lot bigger than social media, like, right. Um, social media yeah. is only a certain perspective that you can see, uh, it is never going to be considered reality. Um, and anybody can hide behind a screen and do things and say things and act a certain way. And that's something that I do want to talk on later as well, um, which is the masking of feelings, right? Because people can seem a certain way on social media people can seem to always be positive or happy and things may not appear that way um just to talk about a scenario that recently did happen although it kind of goes against what i was saying and the fact that i don't want to only stress on social media um the jack wright and sienna situation if anybody All right that, yeah right, um it was kind of just masked the whole time until after the fact and yeah it makes complete sense i watched the video whatever with him saying that there's a reason that he didn't express the way he was feeling for so long um, because he didn't want to be judged. Um, and that's something totally else that we, we could go into so many things in regards to the fact that there are many men that feel like they can't say that they've been forced on by a woman simply because it doesn't necessarily make sense in a power scale, right? Right. Um, when, when a woman says that they don't want to do something, of course, the man has to respect that the woman does not want to do something. But when the man says that they want, they don't want to do something, <clears throat> as seen by the situation that I'm portraying, um, 
it's not always like that. And, and the man feels like they can't express that because there's a hierarchy or social structure that says yeah. that there's no way that it can be that way. And because uh, men are portrayed as people who always want it. Right. And that's something that, once again, I was saying, it extends way beyond social media, which is something that I really want to uh, stress upon, which is like, um, which, yeah, we'll go into later as well. Like, what can you do to um, be a part of the solution? It's more so think about what's going on in your immediate life. You don't need to necessarily make the biggest of impacts online, but like, think about the yeah. people around you. Think about whether they actually have a support system. Think about whether they're being expressive of their feelings, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I mean, that's something to stress upon on numerous topics. And that's why I'm saying there's like 10,000 things that you could talk about um, when it comes to the power structure or the quote unquote head of the family, as you were saying. Yeah, I feel like that like power structure is just so ingrained in everyone's head, even though we're making progress. It's like always like, okay, like men shouldn't be sharing their issues or like, like with what you brought up about the Jack Ray and Sienna, like, it doesn't make sense to people that like that could happen to him because he's supposed to be the stronger one. He's supposed to like, he, he like that's not supposed to happen to him or something. And like, I feel like the biggest thing we all have to recognize is social media is fake and it, it tends to make us so insecure. I felt, especially like what you guys said about masking your feelings. Like we find ourselves comparing to um, people that are always like seen as happy on social media and then like being like okay well why can't I always be happy like them and it's just like the fact that we can't like we can't recognize that social media is only like one part of someone and what they put out there is like only what they want people to see when in reality they could be struggling with something else so um this is kind of more for Sujoy but like as a male do you find it problematic that like we see the men as the stronger people, especially with phrases like man up or anything like that. Like, does that put a lot of pressure on you? Or like, how do you feel that affects everybody? Well, as Rhea said, for a long time now, men have been expected to be the stronger, more powerful person um, or quote unquote head of the family, as you said. And without a question, this would put pressure on many men as they're expected to be leaders because of the patriarchy that has been set in society for years. Uh, to answer your question specifically, I definitely think that it pushes a worse narrative in society to be tougher, or be stronger, uh, and hear phrases such as man up or be a man. And as men, most people are always telling them, um, yeah, to be tougher, making it seem as if we cannot be vulnerable, vulnerable or feel dejected. And this is all a part of the societal projections that men are required to be the stronger gender and um, I mean, don't listen to the next part if the mention of suicide is a trigger warning to anybody, but this is likely the reason that men die by suicide three to four times more often than do females. Um, and although somewhat off topic with this conversation, um, I would hate to be dismissive of the fact that, like Rhea did talk about it barely a little before, so I just want to stress upon, uh, upon that. And um, being a man, it does typically make it easier to rise through the scales of a company or be treated with more respect than it is for women in today's world. And just like we need to change society's view on the concept of mental health for men, we also need to change the fact that women are still treated unfairly um, in many ways in society today. So. Yeah, I feel like, um, like definitely what you guys said about like not being able to compare, but also like the fact that these phrases still stick no matter like how much progress we're making again because they're like so old 
and they're just like well those phrases just don't really go away and we catch ourselves saying it even without realizing it so we've talked about like all these issues that are like regarding men's mental health mental health in general um but like how can we reduce the stigma or perception around it education for sure I feel like that's the answer everybody says like oh just educate people but it is the way to reduce any stigma the reason we have such harsh societal expectations is because we're not educated on the topic and men's mental health like awareness was not talked about until a few years ago it was ignored for so long that in the past few years it's the most representation I've ever seen and one thing I urge men, I mean, I wish I could urge all men is to have at least one person they can lean on for support, whether it's a family member mm -hmm. or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a friend, a mentor, anyone. And I know it's hard, but it's like one outlet you could have. Like, for example, my older brother conceals his life for the most part. And I saw him pretty stressed a few weeks ago. And I had to have a talk with him in the car that it's, I know that men are trained to stay quiet it's important to express to at least someone, like one of his friends of what's going on in his mind, because if it doesn't, it'll eat him up and that's going in the opposite direction. And not only men, but I urge women to drop the toxic mindset that I know a lot carry, that men have to be muscular, that they have to be tall because if they're short, they shouldn't be treated as nicely. Or that he needs to have luxury, he needs to have a nice car, he needs to have money. If they cry, it's unattractive. It's There's so many, it's like a like branches of things that men go through that no one talks about which needs to change as well and that's through education yeah I mean before I answer with my own answer just to branch off with what Rhea said it's like you need to have that one person to talk to as a man or somebody to talk to um, as an outlet but the thing is with that is that <clears throat> most men are unable to talk to other men simply because yeah um, they've been raised in the fact that it's awkward it's awkward conversation to have it's weird feelings to have and if and if you are feeling that it's like more so I mean you see the <clears throat> cliche videos of bottle it up inside don't express your feelings which which in many ways is true like a lot of men are taught to do that instead of expressing the way that they feel instead of being open and being vulnerable so that they keep it in themselves and having that conversation with another man or a close friend um, all, no matter how close it may be, no matter if it's your brother, no matter if it's your like, you know, family friend, whatever it may be, um, it's still not necessarily open to having it. While on the other end, not that it's their fault or anything like that, but a lot of women do have that ability to express things with their best friend, who they call their sister, or, or et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's why, like, one of the things that I mean, I personally think is that the process of altering the stigma is not necessarily just a one, two, three. Um, and there are also like really two ways to look at it. Firstly, um, parents of the future have to begin making it clear to their children, uh, whether a boy or girl, that they're free to express their feelings, whether good or bad, as long as it's just in a civilized manner, of course. Um, change usually begins with newer generations being taught, which is all just a process of a continually developing society, um, which can be seen through numerous concepts throughout the years. Uh, in addition, another way for a change to be made, as I said earlier, for both men and women, um, is to make a change in their lives and encourage men around them to not only be accepting of their emotions, uh, but expressive, expressive of them as well, right? Because even in today's world, as Rio was talking about, 
<clears throat> if a girl sees a man cry, it's unexpected or it's like they don't know how to react. Whereas if it was vice versa, um, if it's someone you would care about, of course, the man would do everything in their power to try and comfort the girl or comfort whoever it is, whether it was a boyfriend, girlfriend, or um, I mean, whether it was a girlfriend or a close friend. So I like completely agree that like education, especially educating new generations is like the way to go. Because like, once you start like telling future generations like us, once you start telling us that like, speaking about these issues is okay, that's only how it becomes like normalized. And like, that's only how people are going to realize that it's okay to talk about like issues like that. And I feel like a lot of times, like, when you talk, um, when Suda talked, you talked about like, men opening up to other men it's like seen as like uncomfortable or something like I feel like when a lot of people try to open up um the people that they're telling it to like laugh it off or they don't take it seriously and it really invalidates their feelings and just makes it like harder to open up and so like kind of like educating people on how like like being supportive and like just knowing that like it's a serious like issue and it's a serious topic and just being there for people like that is also so important and yeah. so yeah just to talk about that as well real quick one of the things is that yeah as as i was saying with the awkward conversation um a lot of men just tell others to get over it or like it'll pass or etc cetera, etc cetera, instead of being able to actually delve into that topic and then the other thing is that i've seen a lot on social media so me personally i uh, deleted tiktok like maybe a month or two ago simply because like i realized like I didn't want it on my phone. Not only was it addicting, but it was kind of just swaying of moods, right? And I didn't want that to control me or whatever. But what I had seen on social media um, when I was a lot more active on it is that one of the biggest problems that we have, um, especially as adolescents, you know, young generations, is that this doesn't need to be a competition. Like, it's, it's not supposed to be, and it's, in no way does it need to be a competition of oh, men are not as focused on. Um, to, to think about this as an analogy, um, once again, trigger warning to sexual assault for whoever doesn't want to listen, is um, when, I don't, I don't remember exactly what time period this was, but there was a lot of talk about rape cases and, and things like that on social media. And then, um, a lot of men came out saying, what about all the men that are falsely accused um, of rape or sexual assault? Like, what about them? And it's like, it became a competition of, of whether, of women who were actually sexually assaulted um, and men who were falsely accused of sexual assault. And once again, the one thing, there's a couple of things I'd like to say. Once again, firstly, many men are also sexually assaulted, just fail to speak up on it because they are afraid. <clears throat> and then secondly, men who are falsely accused of rape and sexual assault, which yeah, it does happen. Um, I feel like they need to be advocated for as well. It's not like that they should be ignored, but in a sense of they should be advocated for without making it a competition against people who are actually um, sexually assaulted, both male and females. And so I see, and that's, that's just an analogy to saying, I see that a lot in which we make it a competition between genders um, of which like who's suffering more, like are, are women suffering more or men suffering more. Um, and I just don't think that's something that we need to do, uh, especially as like, you know, the future of this world as our generation is, 
we need to advocate for both both sides um without making it a head-to-head so right and that frustrates me so much because at the end like mental health is mental health and (laughs) if you're going through something and if you're like go like if you need help or if you want to talk to someone at the end it doesn't matter what gender you are like what you're going through like just have like you like regardless you just need somewhere someone to like be there for you and so like it kind of frustrates me how like social media has turned it into a competition and I feel like what you said like I feel like just a lot of the trends on TikTok are just so dangerous and so harmful and I see like so many things and I'm like why is that even up like what you said about the sexual assault like people like falsely accusing them and I was like just that going through it I was just like so confused and it like I don't know I feel like TikTok just brought out a lot of like just created a lot of issues for everyone regard in regards to mental health and so um kind of like almost going off of that but how do you think that men will seek validation from other men um I feel like male validation is usually within our age range is where I do see it the most because we are maturing we're in different stages of life high school to college how we should be acting um but like to just branch off in different areas just like expectations men have is like if they're a virgin that's embarrassing but if they've had sex especially with tons of girls they feel more accepted if they act like a douche rather than nice, they fall into toxic masculinity that they deny exists. I've had multiple conversations with different men about toxic masculinity and they have denied that that exists. Uh, Or Sujay was talking about earlier how it's awkward to have certain conversations. Um, This is kind of similar, but there is that whole thing that men are afraid to simp or just show affection to a lover in public because of what the boys will say, because that's awkward that's embarrassing and they'll be clowned for it um or if you don't participate in locker room talk you're described as weak and this obviously does not go for all men I'm not saying they're all the same it's just common occurrences that I've seen and there's other things that like men used to not paint their nails or get their ears and nose pierced but I see a lot don't have that issue anymore which I'm a huge advocate for even lip you mentioned earlier about skincare like even lip balm and skincare was considered gay at a point and it just never made sense to me because it's basic hygiene but society always finds a way to make men feel less of themselves and you don't need to be portrayed as gay for just taking care of yourself and these small things do lead up to how they see themselves mentally because they for obvious reasons don't want to be labeled as someone that they're not so I do see men seeking validation from other men a lot but Sujoy have you ever encountered this or feel like you had to act a certain way ever just to be accepted or like have you seen that with anyone else yeah I mean in in no way would I say that I have been perfect throughout my entire life and yeah of course not growing up um around like especially playing a lot of sports right especially playing a lot of sports I would travel a lot and meet a lot of people and so I would have to fit into this persona of like, yeah, oh, you have to be a jock type of person. You have to act a certain way um, and you have to engage in these conversations. And only recently, um, and even then, of course, you, nobody can ever just be <laughs> 100% perfect. It's like, yeah, you make mistakes. You, you, you learn. Yeah. 
live. But it's like only recently have I started to realize it's like I'd rather be the person who stands up um, against these conversations and be like, why, like, what, how is engaging in this conversation going to help you? Like, how is talking about this <laughs> benefit anybody? Like, for for your fake laughs and and Rhea talked about it a little bit. It was like um, the quote unquote the boys conversation, right? And it's like yeah. that. There's there's no better way to phrase it other than like that is the dumbest thing ever <laughs> that is it is, it, it, is. It, it is um as you know I've talked about it online before I guess and it's like filled with inherently racist jokes and and homophobic oh quote-unquote jokes, jokes. Yeah, yeah yeah they're not actually jokes right inherently racist comments and, and homophobic comments sexist, com- sexist comments um and I mean just to share a personal story without necessarily giving away any names. Um, in middle school, there was there was um, a friend. I mean, now he's a friend. Uh, there was a guy in my class, like in my grade, um, and he was gay, right? And so he's been gay since like seventh grade, maybe. And so growing up, everybody around me um, would always make fun of him and, and like, like every every guy around me would always make fun of him and I'm going to try and pull it up and see if I can find um what I'm trying to find but um we like about a couple months ago uh he he slid up on one of my stories or something like on on Instagram um I don't really know what he said um but I I responded to him like we then we had like a full-on conversation that day and um now oh so this this is what I responded to him saying I was like Oh, also on a more serious note, I was honestly going to reach out sooner, but I've been really busy. I just want to apologize if I ever let any jokes be said about you being gay or acting feminine in middle school. I personally never really said anything because I honestly didn't care. And I've truly always accepted that love is love, but it's highly likely that I allowed jokes to be said without speaking up about it. Personally grown a lot more as a person in the past couple months, and I truly believe that silence is violence. Um, and yeah, I don't want to go continue into that because it does mention some names. But just a couple of days ago, uh, I posted something on my Snapchat story and he slid up and he was like, um, you look so good in this. And I was like, yo, thank you so much. I appreciate you all. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I'm always your biggest hype man. And, and it's so true. Like he has been for the past like couple months. And it's like, he always makes me feel better about myself. And so to talk more about um, the positive aspects of, I mean, seeking validation, I guess, uh, would be like, I feel every time that... Um, a guy slides up on my story to talk about wow you've really been working out a lot like I've seen the progress that feels a lot like that feels a lot better than it may be um <clears throat> if a girl were to or something like that um because it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. for a man to actually go out of their way to compliment another man uh not only does it really show maturity it's like wow like you actually did that because when you go on to um a girl's IG posts or whatever it may be. And I really do not like the fact that I'm talking so much about social media because I think that it's more important to do in person. But um, girls tend to compliment girls a lot more often than a guy is to compliment another guy. And so that's why there's that thing where if a guy were to hear a compliment from another person, it's like, wow, they're kind of taken away. They really remember that for a little bit. Um, And that's in their memory, right? And... uh, once again kind of off topic uh but I think this also has to do with the fact that sometimes although it has really nothing to do with men's mental health but it kind of does have to do with mental health in general um 
girls are sometimes more fake that way um right yeah men are right because you could just be giving person compliments and then turn around the next day and be like i really hate this person (laughs) and it's oh yeah that's so common (laughs) right like uh, that yeah i don't think you necessarily see that much in men but in in regards to that it's like that's why men don't go out of their way to compliment other men in the first place um yeah maybe do a number of reasons whether they feel threatened um scared or like it's just once again awkward or uncomfortable um I think that's something that really needs to be changed in the fact that men do need to start uplifting others um because that will really change the societal narrative as we've talked so much about um but just to rewind all the way backwards uh yeah I mean I feel everybody has to go through that phase. Either they have to go through that phase or they have to begin totally out of the box anyways. Um, Cause you have to really go through something to understand that. And some people, no, I mean, not some people, honestly, majority of at least people I know or men I know, they don't, you don't really get out of that phase. Like some people don't really get out of that phase and they just continue through with that. Like I am currently a senior still watching 18 year olds around me and then college people around me like think that it's funny to make these comments or, or talk about these things like that and then lastly it's that some people don't even realize that they still have a certain mindset um as in like they'll still laugh at a guy that like Rhea said a guy that paints her nails so personally I've been wanting to paint my nails for a while but do, I think do it. <laughs> I'll probably do that in college for reasons that uh <laughs> yeah um but like so what I'm saying is people will still laugh at guys that um paint their nails or act a certain feminine type of way um without even realizing why they're laughing and then if you were to call them out for being like yo that why are you being inherently homophobic they're like well I'm not homophobic like yeah like love is love but then why would they laugh in the first place it's like that's that's something and I'm never would I say that the fault is entirely on men because once again this but although it is for if they don't understand after a certain while um but this is how many of us had been raised or or many of us have like just adapted to society as much as possible like I said I played a lot of sports growing up and so seeing all these people around me talk a certain way or act a certain way it's like oh you just need to fit in (laughs) like especially if um you're saying there's a lot of things that I could go into so as a brown person like right as an Indian person right like your biggest thing growing up like I when I was like 14 I was like dang what would it be like to be part of the majority like what was it what would it be like if I was white like right and so you're trying to fit in as much as possible so you think that you just need to adapt to everybody around you growing up obviously you understand that you need to be yourself you need to be a leader right so it does take a minute to really overcome all of the um quote-unquote the boys phase like Rio was talking about um but that only really happens if you are surrounded by the right people, if you begin to learn things. Um, and that goes on with like, I mean, that correlates with like people calling you out, I guess, right? And like, it, it shouldn't necessarily be like a, um, a canceling thing. Like, oh, you said this, so now you should be canceled, but more so like 
you said this, this is wrong. And I'm going to tell you why it's wrong. And so just don't do this again, because if I just told you why it's wrong, you should understand what you did was wrong and you should not be acting like this anymore. Because if someone were to be canceled on their first mistake, they would never really learn or understand. There's no point in growth would, then yeah, if you're kind just, of just canceled. Yeah. Being worse. And so that's why for me, one of the things I've typically believed in, um, which holds true to my personal life as well, life as well is like, I mean, it could be a good or bad thing. It's like a person has unlimited chances, honestly, in my mind. Um, yeah. Because the most important thing that someone can do is grow. And if you just let them, like, if you just shut them down or, or reject them from ever learning how to grow, it's it's never really going to end well, um, not just for them, but for society as well. Because the more you let a person grow, the better it is for the world in its entirety. Um, I spoke a lot on that one question, I guess, because it has to do with... No, dude, you're good. I literally asked you the question. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with so many things that's not just necessarily the validation from other men but just how society portrays um it yeah. in certain ways yeah this podcast is for you dude <laughs> it's about you man speak all you want literally like speak everything on your mind i love it and like i feel like what you said about like how all these things need to become more common like like men uplifting men and how like we need to stop like that toxicity because honestly like personally i see a lot like in instagram comments like like people will be telling me like, oh, I don't like this person. And then they'll be all in the Instagram comments, like super fake. And I'm like, like what's the need to do that in the first place? Like if it's not, genuine, yeah. but they feel the need to do it. Um, but I feel like that whole aspect of like, like, I feel like we need to like make that mistake in order to grow. Like we need to be able to like do the wrong things. You know, like you were talking about how you may have done these things in middle school and again like just because you're trying to fit in like as brown people that's what we're trying to do but that's the only way we can learn like what went wrong and like how our mindset can change and I feel like in order to like even though it's uncomfortable for men to be uplifting men the only way it's going to become normalized if we start doing it now and like keep that trend going and so I like completely agree with what both of you said on that um so kind of like I know like Rhea like brought up a really good point like you shouldn't be comparing genders when it comes to mental health like at the end like like both genders everyone's struggling um if they are going through anything and so um like what trends have you seen during the pandemic with mental health because personally like I know that some people have felt isolated and and their mental health has deteriorated well I know some people have used this pandemic to really work on themselves um because it's been like eye-opening um and it's like given them new opportunities so what did you think about that um so for the, the way i viewed it is like kind of like a win-lose situation somewhat because um more attention has been brought to mental health however the reason that attention has been brought to mental health in the first place is because more people have taken a negative hit to their mental health on a grander level, right? And so, yeah, in one way, it is great that all the awareness has been brought, but in, in the exact opposite contrasting manner, it sucks to see that it's because of the, all the stuff that people have gone through um, throughout the pandemic. And in the same way, some people, yeah, as you said, have taken this time 
to improve their lives, whether it be working out more, making money or making a positive impact on their community. And personally, I've talked about it before, I started a nonprofit organization called In This Together. And we ran several mental health matters campaigns in which we educated adolescents and teenagers on mental health issues um, while providing them with that comfortable environment to convey their troubles. And um, we expanded by collaborating with the principals of our former schools to host these campaigns across New Jersey, right? And so that was, that was of course, a great time. Like, I, I, I love doing that stuff. I love being there and helping other people, um, which is something that I've done since I started TikTok, I guess. Like, I always made it sure that people knew that they could text me with whatever they wanted to talk about. Um, so, but to, to add on to that, uh, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> but what, basically what I was saying was, is that, oh, mental health, uh, the way mental health works, is, it's kind of a roller coaster. Like there, there's no necessary, like there's not a trend that you could put to it um, in a sense. It's because one day someone can feel happy, right? One, one week they can feel happy. They can feel like things are going well. And then like they, they may lose a connection in their life, something may happen um, they, that, they, that they don't react to so well. And it's like, and now you're sad, right? <laughs> and it's, it's okay, like there's that, there's that quote, it's like, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But the worst thing that really happens, it's like, it gets really bad when someone begins spiraling, right? Um, and, and it kind of goes for both ways. There was, oh, I love living by certain things that people tell me. It was like, um, when you're happy, um, don't, tr like when you're happy, when you're really happy and high on life, try not to make too many promises. When you're really sad, um, try not to think about it too much or something, something like, I, I mean, it's like, there's, there's certain, you try not to spiral in life. So like when you're really, really happy, you shouldn't lose your perception on reality and the fact that oh, something bad can still happen. Like, you, you know, you shouldn't just forget that there's negativity in the world. When you're really sad, um, you should try and be as grateful as you possibly can for the things that are there in your life. Um, so it's like with, with mental health, it's not necessarily like there's, there's a set in stone situation where it's just <clears throat> um, a flat line right? Because things will always happen to impact the mood of one another. Like nobody knew that a pandemic was coming. Nobody knew that we would have to be isolated in our house for a certain amount of time. Um, and things won't always go as you plan, but that's why it's that much more important to always have that outlet, which yeah, as we talked about, men do really have less of, have that outlet to lean on and then talk about with other people. Um, so that it, even if their mental health, even if their mental health is a roller coaster, um, they have somebody to help them through it. So, yeah, I feel like having that outlet is just so important, especially like like this pandemic has just created like so many feelings for people. Like, and like I don't know, like it just some days are better than the others, and some days like 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 the whole isolation factor, being alone could just put you through this roller coaster of emotions and really having that bottled up inside you is just so problematic and like can create so many issues but again it's like what so many of us tended to do anyways um but yeah so I know that we've talked about this a lot but I was reading an article talking about the impact of isolation on men 
and like how um, they're the like um, anxiety and depression and then that kind of goes unreported with cases and Sudra you were talking about how you were on a sports team and this is like kind of related to that but um, this guy on the basketball team who was kind of interviewed in this article was like he never opened up about having these issues because there's this stigma that you never want to reveal yourself as mentally weak and so what do you guys think that like I feel like these conversations need to be normalized because of their this lack of outlets for men to like share their emotions um but like should how do we normalize these conversations and how do we like like I feel like we went over this but if you guys had anything else to add onto that I think by starting off small at least we can start off by taking care of the men we're close with Mm -hmm. first because that's just like the easiest approach to start with because I completely forgot the source I took these stats from but men are 67 percent less likely than women to see a doctor or reach out and tell somebody how they're feeling and trigger warning suicide and substance abuse but they also have suicide contemplation rate that's I think Sujoy said three times higher than women they're also three times more likely to become alcohol independent. Um, And let's not forget the suicide rates in gay and trans men because they are also rejected by society for not fitting the trope of man. Just how Sujay was mentioning earlier, his middle school scenario where they were making fun of that boy for being gay. Um, There's other things like straight men can't dress or do certain things because it makes them look gay. Um, And I did touch up on locker room talk about men but girls have it too and I don't know why that's not ever talked about because girls can say pretty mean things about other guys and just like Sujo was saying he prefers to be someone that stands up when he hears something that's not right I'm the same way uh totally not to downplay my friends but girls do say many things about a guy's height about how he dresses about how he even walks like it's a whole trend on TikTok right now about like icks that you find in guys and it'll be like the most random things like if he walks down the stairs I don't know it's it just makes that's what you were I know you're yeah when you were talking about earlier like why is that even a trend because it just it doesn't make sense but I do always say something when my girlfriends say something hypocritical because like the problem with women is that they think that just because they're women it's okay to make that kind of joke on men but if men were to make that joke then that's a whole different thing and I know Sujai mentioned that earlier and I wanted to talk about that and yeah these conversations need to be normalized men deserve to show their tears they deserve to show vulnerability it's always nicer than not I don't really I'll never pinpoint why people think that men should stay concealed because that's that's really not helping anybody it's harmful to men and it's harmful to women. Um, our brains are so fragile. It should not be only females attempting to take care of their own minds. It should go both ways. Yeah, I completely like agree with that. Especially like how we think it's okay to put others down when we're the, like people be like posting, reposting things on Instagram, advocating for mental health and everything. And what you said about being hypocritical um, and like, and like just like going off of that, like standing up for others and standing up like around your friends can be so so difficult. Like, like I feel like people that are like our friends are like actively making jokes about like gay people or trans yeah. people or mental health. And like having to like, I don't know, from personal experience, like having to say that's not okay is like 
like people think we're either like too serious or or they think that like they're like chill or it was just a joke or anything like mm-hmm. just so difficult to like be doing that around your friends and being able to tell them it's not okay because they don't take you that seriously yeah, yeah. my same. friends do not take me seriously on sorry so I cut you off You're good. I just meant to say that yeah my friends if I tell them like don't say that like that's wrong that's hypocritical they don't listen it's it's such a hard battle uh I'm still trying though but yeah it's it's also another problem in terms of men's mental health is that women do have locker room talk and that needs to be talked about more I mean the same thing goes for um racist comments and homophobic comments as well yeah like personally I've lost friendships over it or like what I thought were to be friendships over um having that conversation of like you should not be saying this and for me it's like it's a moral thing um yeah granted uh I've I've talked to many friends um and they've understood and they're like yeah you're actually right like wow like I really need to change certain outlooks on life um but yeah I've lost people in my life who fail to understand that certain things um should not only be I mean should not only not be said but like should not be thought of in that way right um because for lack of better words that's simply (laughs) discrimination um and once again just to talk about like yeah as you were talking about how men feel like they can't um express themselves for one I think it's because um they're afraid of not being listened to uh not to delve too deep into any scenario but it's like typically people only listen to I mean yeah you could take the uh Jack Ray and Sienna thing uh typically people favor or only listen to the woman's side right and so when a man wants to share his story on things it's like they feel like they can't because not only will nobody will believe them um they'll lose all their integrity simply because of speaking their own mind um no matter how much it may be the truth uh so once again yeah men continue to mask their feelings for many reasons whether it be that they're afraid to be judged or they don't feel comfortable speaking to others um, from past experiences or experiences that they've seen other others go through. And this all traces back to the <clears throat> societal projections <laughs> that people put on men. Um, and <laughs> talking all about like talking, having this whole conversation about mental, men's mental health and things like that. Um, I, it, it kind of, um, I really don't want to be dismissive of the fact that women do have their own problems, right? That's why I'm saying I'm, I'm advocating all about men's mental health, but that does not mean that um, women should go dismissed, right? And yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not a competition. Um, both the conversation should be had. And I, I could have had this whole conversation talking about how I feel like women are not treated fairly by like, like you know, why the woman could literally be better at the thing. Um, but they're, they're, they're chosen last, right? And there was mm-hmm. this thing last year at the, um, for March Madness, it's like a college tournament and the women received less equipment and they received less merchandise. They received less access to weight rooms and that went all viral on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why was that the case? Like, why is that the case? Um, and even if you were to bring up the, op- the, uh, the argument of, oh, it's a revenue thing. It's like <laughs> the NCAA is a nonprofit, right? Like that shouldn't yeah. happen in the first place. Um, but it's like, I could have had that whole conversation talking about that as well. And so that's why I tried to mix that in uh, as much as I possibly can, uh, even though it is a conversation about men's mental health. 
uh, as Ria was saying, like, I mean, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not a girl, but she's seen a bunch of things on her end in the fact that, you know, women do discuss this and then men know that, like, I mean, like, I mean, I've yeah. had, like, I've had stuff said to my, <laughs> I've had people tell me things that they heard behind my back, of course. And as much as I try, especially me, like I always try and still portray that it doesn't necessarily affect me because for me, I always, uh, I mean, the best way to put it is I always told people it's like um, the way I get through things or the way I cope with things is trying to help other people. Yeah. Uh, and so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, talk about like, you know, their sexual assault cases, talk about stuff that they're going through with their family, et cetera, et cetera. And I, like, I don't even know their last name. Like, and it's like, I just want to help. Um, and what I realized is that sometimes it is easier to tell things to a stranger um, simply because they're not there to judge you, they're to try and help you as much as you can. And yeah, so I mean, I've had a lot of things told to me and said like about me, whatever. And it's it's a lot to take in at times, especially at, you know, it, it is such a young age, like we're, we're still very young, uh, we're still learning. Um, but I think it's all it's all like a battle and and the way that I think about it, it's it's like everything that happens, everything that happens to you, everything that you go through is to make you stronger. Um, and one of my biggest uh, motivations, although, you know, it's some time from now, it's my future children. And hopefully that I can be the best of role models to them and show them that, <clears throat> I mean, like lead them in a certain way that they make a great positive impact on the world as much as I hope to do as well so mm -hmm. and I feel like yeah it's definitely important to bring up like in no way is it a competition it's just that like sometimes it's it's almost like men's mental health isn't spoken up about as much as women's is so it's again like not a competition um like I said before like mental health is mental health it's just like it's really important to have these conversations to normalize issues like that and like kind of like advocate for the fact that like having a support system is so crucial and so important yeah um, yeah it's definitely not something you should compare because that's the whole reason why this entire thing is an issue is that everyone says that women go through more yes women go through the unimaginable but because we focus on that so much, we tend yeah, to just that. completely ignore what men can go through. Yeah, it's like that saying of you cannot compare oranges and apples. And, and just in the same way that, sure, it all has to do with mental health. Um, both genders go through very different um, yeah. scenarios in their lives. And that is all because of the power structure that has been set in place because of the patriarchy for years, of course. Yeah. Um, and tracing all the way back to the beginning, uh, I think it is important to understand that the patriarchy does negatively impact both men and females. Um, but many people only see it in the fact that um, it would affect a woman, so. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And so um, that is all the questions I had for today. But uh, before we wrap it up, I like to like ask my guests like a question of the day. And then Sujo, you said you have a lot of like small phrases you live by. But for both of you, like what's one like of your favorite phrases that you live by or that like stands with you every day? One of your favorite. You guys can think uh, about it. I'm a <laughs> we are gonna go first. <laughs> Wait, I would so have to think about it for like two seconds. Yeah, I just like to spontaneously bring it up. 
I guess the phrase like see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Mm-hmm. I live by that for sure. I feel like I'm a huge activist advocate for things a lot of the time. Um, if you see my Instagram, like I have so many highlights about awareness on so many different things. So that's definitely what I stand by just people being nice to each other, you know, if there's not much more than that, just be kind. It's not that hard. It doesn't have to always be so complex, but I do stand by that for sure. That see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. I mean, I guess mine is, you know, I don't want it to be complex, but I guess it can be taken into various aspects of life. It's um, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. And watch your character because it becomes your destiny. And it's mm-hmm. like, I just live by that because it shows you that every little thing, um, you know, can impact another thing in your life. And that doesn't go to say that you can't make mistakes. But it's like, once you make those mistakes, it's how you react to that mistake. It's how you live by that, like live with that. It's like, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. So um yeah, I mean, really stressing upon the end is watch your character becomes your destiny. So once you, you know, continually develop your character as you live day by day, um, it impacts the rest of your life um, and future generations to come, whether it be your children or grandchildren, et cetera, et cetera. So I like, I really like both of those. They're so good. I don't know how you came up with those on the spot, but those are so good. <laughs> But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me today. This was genuinely like a, like such a good conversation. I feel like um, like there's just so much to say on it. And like, I really enjoyed like the perspectives that you guys shared. So thank you guys so much for being on it. it was, I love this episode so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed um, like listening to this episode as much as I'm enjoying recording it right now. Um, this is like, like, this conversation is something that I felt like should really be brought up and uh Rhea like reached out and she's like you should do this episode and I was like this is such a good idea and uh, it was like so um yeah thank you all for listening um thank you Rhea and Sujoy for joining I hope everyone has a great day night whatever it is and uh see you guys next time